everyone. It's Dave and Jeff. It is August 30th, 2021. Well, it's the end of the run, Dave. It was fun. We enjoyed Padre baseball. Gosh, it was silly. And now it's just shit. I tell you what, I had the chance Saturday yeah. to go to the Big A. And, and Dave, there have been plenty of times for long-time Padre fans where you go, ah, this is pretty bad, right? This is pretty bad. But it's the first time that I can remember where you're sitting in the stands and you're just like, oh, my God, what happened to us, right? Because I was explaining to a buddy of mine today, and, and if you go back to the teams, 88 and, and some of those other teams, right? Mid-90s. The good ones, you mean? No, the bad ones. Oh, the bad ones. I thought you meant to say 98. Okay. Well, no, you could go back to I, I remember about 49 of the 53 there. years. Yeah. Of shit. But when you went out, there were like 10 of you there. And and <laughs> you probably have, right? So you'd go and well, I don't even know what they were pouring at the queue. Probably Michelob's, like we said. And you just, you'd have a beer and, and a soggy hot dog. And your buddies, we'd start looking ahead and start thinking, you know, well, when Carlos Baerga gets up here, things, yeah. things are going to be great. And then we fast forward to the Big A the other night, and and we go up, and there with my son, and I'm sitting amongst a group of guys. They're all grown men, and they all have Padre swag- fans. Yeah, okay. And they all have swag chains on. Shut like, up. Like what? And drinking White Claw, and I'm like, what a bunch of douchebags. <laughs> And you go, these assholes cheer for the same team I do. Yeah. And none of you have stepped in as an intervention to say you're a grown man. A week ago tonight, I was at Pachanga Arena with my sons and their mom. Oh, yeah. For Monday Night Raw. And there I saw a bunch of grown men walking around with the intercontinental belt over their shoulder. Good for them. And yeah, they won. I, I don't know. I think they thought they were going to wrestle the bartender. Stolen Valor. Stolen Valor. And they, and they, and what I like, Dave, is they, they pat the plate. Shut up, dude. Yes. Oh, my God. Grown men. Grown men. Jim Bettencourt's to start shooting people. Jim's got two. Oh, Jim. Happened to you. God dang it. So, so those were the first guys that you look and see. What were you doing? Just rolling your eyes? Were you just talking? My sons and I are dying because you go, all right, whatever. Like, I don't know. To me, if you're walking through there and you've got a Lucha Libre mask on, (laughs) I love you. I love you. That's a guy having fun in the moment. And maybe you look like Rey Mysterio. You look like the legendary Mil Mascas. You go, yes, I love this guy. This guy's in the moment. He's having fun. These guys in their Zubaz pants and the belt over their shoulder. Oh, boy. Patting the plate. It's like, dude. You're a douche. Yeah. And I, I realized, somebody said it to me today. You know who it started with? You know when everything went off the tracks for us? It's when that little asshole gave the Dodger fan the finger. Yeah. And none of us told that kid, hey, sit the fuck down. Look at the back of your jersey, you idiot. You can't even get the, the guy who did that jersey for him at, at Big Lots. <laughs> he should be fired immediately. <laughs> And then we got that little pencil neck dork giving that kid the finger, and we're celebrating that kid like a hero when he's a complete dipshit. They did. In this town, they did. And none of us did. Uh, this town would be lost if not for this podcast. We don't <laughs> celebrate assholes like that. We beat the shit out of them. 
God damn it. That kid's a fucking dork, okay? He doesn't even know what goddamn jersey to wear, and all you assholes celebrate him like he's goddamn Steve Garvey. Get your shit together. <laughs> Fuck that kid. If he comes down here to this garage, Dave, I know he's about 17. Yeah. We're going to stuff him in that goddamn trash can. I'm going to break Enough his of celebrating assholes like this. And if I see one more grown guy walking up and down the street with a swag chain, I swear to God, I'm going to fucking choke you with it. Get your shit together. Fucking morons. This team is shit, and our patience has run out. And I'm blaming all of you, all of you. You go, Jeff, I don't have a swag chain. You let others buy them. You're a fucking enabler. Who was it? Was it Aqib Talib that would go up and grab the chain and just rip it off the guy's neck? That's what you got to be that guy. You got to be the guy that just goes up to people around Petco Park and starts breaking their chains. Yes. And if you see that, that little asshole's our Bartman. How much does, do those chains cost? 35 bucks. Shut the fuck up. Really? 35 bucks. And you know what? All you assholes, not all of you, but you guys talk <laughs> shit about you. Not all of Some you. Some of you assholes. Talk shit about Tommy Pham. Hey, you need to make better decisions. He had tits in his face for 35 bucks. Sorry, yeah. Jack. Love you. My son's yeah. here. Yeah. He didn't buy a swag chain. He loves vanilla perfume and he loves glitter. You relax. Why do you think he's there? And he almost got murdered. Yeah. And one of our guys, and you're questioning him while you're adjusting the links in your swag chain. Sit down. Sit down. Be better. Be better. Make good decisions. So who do you blame? You blame the people that sell it or the people that buy it? God damn, I don't blame Pete Seidler and Eric Grubner. They knew you're don't. all a bunch of fish. <laughs> Y'all a bunch of goddamn sheep. That is not the word I thought you were going to say. We're, we're pulling into the big A, and there's all of you with that goddamn swag chain. Do the Padre on. fans represent well? How do you represent well, well when you have I a mean, swag chain? I got it. But, I mean, did you see a lot of brown and gold or yellow? Yes. You did. But did the they do like you, you think, and bought the tickets way in advance when they were decent? I Yeah, probably. But here's the other problem. Have right? you been to a game this year where they got the shit kicked out of them? Um, yeah. Really? You saw a win this year? Yeah. Okay. I saw so, one. Seems like every time you go, it's like the, a 10-run well, deficit. They owe me money. They do. Dude, then these dipshits, this fucking team is so stupid. And nobody says anything about it because they're all a bunch of goddamn hillbillies. So I told you uh, that they have that thing at the stadium, Dave. They put up the, the QR code. Yeah. And you could take the poll. And so Jack and I did it. And it's like, hey, how was your fan experience? These kind of things. And we were having a blast. Jack did it on his phone. I did it on mine. We didn't complain about anything. Yeah. We're like... Ease to get in, uh, you know, variety of foods. You're like, dude, it's great. You can get anything you want here. I I love the fan experience at Petco, even when they get smoked. You and I were talking before the show. I just I love going to ball games. Jack yeah. and I are at the Big A on Saturday. They get smoked, but we're at the Big A. We're watching the pods and the we're having a blast, and it's me and him. So we fill this thing out. And they're like, hey, Jeff, fun. Yeah, we had a great time. Seeds, the value. Dude, you got, you got two $30 million guys. You got two, what, shit, three $20 million guys between Hosmer yeah. and Like, that's a lot of money. You got a shitload of all-stars. Yeah, great point. What, I, six of them, I think. I didn't, yeah. Not today, but at the time of the game. 
I didn't I didn't bitch about any of that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Jack didn't either. We said, hey, we're having a good time. We appreciate commitment, ownership, the whole thing. Just hyped them up. We know they got smoked that night, but whatever. Um, I get this email. I told you. Email says, uh, hey, you won. We're sending you a fan pack. Fantastic. So we go, oh, that's kind of cool. We had zero expectations. You didn't think at all? You didn't say to your son, I wonder what we're getting? Um, No, I laughed because I got one and Jack didn't. Okay. And Jack did it first, and then I said, oh, I'll do it. But no. My feeling is, Dave, it's always one of those things. They don't have to send us anything. Um, Whatever they want to send is cool. And I remember you and I talked about this on the show a couple of weeks ago, and I was reluctant to bring it up. Because the box shows up, and we're like, oh, this is cool. So I FaceTime Jack and Kate. I go, hey, let's check this thing out. Well, it was it's typical of the pods. It's shit. It's a Frisbee. It's a fucking rally towel from the Dodgers series that no fans could go to, and they got beat. <laughs> um, it was like, uh, like a woman's, like a girl's small Trevor Hoffman jersey, right? What was and, there a sponsor on it? Yeah, of Cox. Course. Cox Cable. Great. So we're just, we're laughing, right? We're just like, they must have just found five things and just get that in the box and get that shit out of here. Send it up. So we're laughing. They didn't have to send me anything. I didn't pay for it. I didn't, I didn't complain to anybody. But then tonight I get an email from the Padres. Hi, Josh. We're just seeing <laughs> if the box shut up. So I go. Did you tell him? Did you correct him? I go, well, I don't know who Josh is. Good for you. But I got to tell you, the box did show up. I go, I didn't write anything back. But since you asked, it was shit. Like the teams played for the last month. I go, it looked like you grabbed six things out of the bottom of the closet. And I go, listen, I love this team. We'll always love this team. But the idea is really cool. The execution needs to be better. But I said, thank you for your nice email. I hope you have a good night. Yeah. Signed it, Jack Dotson. (laughs) Did you, did you, yes, I did. I'll, I'll give my best to Josh for you. I'm like, what the? Dude, we're so fucking lazy that can't figure it out. They're so minor league. That is the problem. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you can change the uniforms. Yeah. You can change ownership to go with Pete Seidler. Yeah. You can try to get the rock and roll GM, as Corey Brock points out beautifully tonight, unfortunately, who got absolutely destroyed in the Mariners trade a year ago. You can do all that. But at the end of the day, it's still lipstick on a pig. Yeah. And until they figure it out, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. And you can say whatever you want about Tatis and, oh, he should be doing this, that. To me, that looks like a kid who goes, shit. Not that he wants out or nothing dramatic, but I think he looks at it. Somebody said it. I, I think I heard it, Dave, Saturday night when Jack and I were driving home. And somebody said on the post-game show on, on 97.3, it seems like there's something going on in that clubhouse. And I heard Coach say something. And Coach, yeah. Coach didn't go far down the road as much as I teased John. He didn't. And John said, I'm not there. Something seems off about this team. But, but John said, I don't know how far I can go because I don't know what it is. But yeah. something's weird. There dude. is something off. It's not the same. You could tell by the team chemistry. At the same time, you hear people all, all over the place saying, Tatis isn't happy. you got to move him to short. 
Look, I don't, honest to God, I believe, of course, he'd rather play short, but he's not happy because they're 3-13 and 13 in their last Correct. 16 games. And I got news for you. If you were a fan of this team and they were 3-13 and 13 in the last 16 games and he was happy, you'd go, what's this fucking problem? Yeah, what's he dancing for? Yeah, <laughs> you're exactly right. We can't, we're never happy unless we're miserable. You should be happy that your superstar isn't excited about losing 13 of your last 16 games. Well, and I'll say this too. The other problem is you have assholes on that team like Hosmer that last year when that kid hits the Grand Slam in Texas, we got that dipshit giving him a hard time. Yeah. So they, you know, all of a sudden, this idea that Hosmer has to be treated with kid gloves in this town, he's one of the biggest fucking disappointments that's ever worn that uniform on or off the field. I'm so sick of that fucking guy. The sooner they get him on, like Myers is just kind of a dopey dope, but Myers doesn't bug me at the level that Hosmer bugs me. I think it's part of that. I think it's because that fucking idiot didn't get traded at the deadline. I don't think Tingler or any of these guys have the balls, Skip Schumacher or anybody else. If they're such heroes, Dave, why haven't they reined this shit in? This is the time when it matters. You're in a goddamn playoff hunt, and this team looks as bad as the team did in 2019 when they were 20 games out. It feels like the players are running the team, and it felt that way since the trade deadline when the whole Hosmer thing came up and there are guys saying you can't trade him. Look, you got to trade guys. You can't. Yeah. You can't get attached. You hear stuff all the time. Guys like Billy Bean and stuff who don't get involved with the players during the season because it clouds your judgment. So when you sit there and you make your decisions, Woods said it today, said exactly what you and I would be thinking. When he goes, look, we're in a stretch run where it is a sprint and you got to go with your best everyday eight and you can't worry about hurt feelings. He's yeah. 100% right. That means you replace Hosmer. Hosmer's yeah. out of the lineup. Hosmer's a guy that maybe pinch hits in the eighth or ninth inning when maybe. you need to have a lefty bat. Maybe. You don't yeah. need to fucking play him. He hasn't yeah. given you shit, so you don't need to play him. You're not going to double switch him. You need another first baseman. You got to put Frazier back in the lineup. I mean, come on. The yeah. guy at the time when you acquired him was a decent hitter. He's gone yeah. to shit since he's been here. You can't tell me he's happy being here. No. He's now turned into that guy that you can imagine is a cancer guy because he's like, yeah. I was the best hitter in baseball when you traded for me, and now I'm not even in the lineup. Mitch it's fucking Moreland's ridiculous. Like, who are you telling? Yeah. <laughs> When he's on the A's in a year, you're going to go, fuck, remember we used to have that guy? So, yeah, is, is Cronenworth you're happy to see? Tatis you're happy to see in the lineup? A lot of things with the Machado. I, I have theories that you know, as much as I goof on Machado, this one's a serious one that I won't even say on there because it's not it's not for there. You know, there's some private stuff that I think is going on with Manny. And, and with Fam. I don't know what the fuck's with Fam. I'm not. He's I, checked I, out. He's a free agent, dude. He's a free agent in a contract year. And when he leaves, he's going to wrap fuck the hell out of this organization. What do you think Melanson's going to oh, say? Oh, but are you going to argue yeah. with that? No, I'm 100% I'm not. It's funny. I ran into a guy yesterday who says I was one of those guys in the stands that yells at fam every time where he looks at me like, what's your fucking problem? And I'm like, why? Why would you, why? Why would you sit there and hammer him? Are you a Padre fan? Oh, diehard Padre fan. I go, well, it's not working. You know, it's, it's like the situation with the Mets. Oh. You know, you're going to sit there and give That's the, down to the fans. <laughs> fam at least sits there and he takes a lot of shit and he says things once in a while, but fam hasn't jumped into the crowd and punched you in the face. No, he hasn't pulled that move. But again, it's, it's not working. So no. it, it's, it's one of those when fam's gone, we're all going to be, thank God he's gone. But at the same time, he's not going to be happy about the, the city and this organization. And you pointed out right at the very beginning of the show, you know, here's, here's what fam is. I'm not a, I'm not a, you asked me my least favorite Padre, it's Myers. I'm just not a Myers guy. All the money you're giving him, the Hosmer extension. for me by a mile. I, uh, when you watch Myers play, there's nothing about the way Myers plays where I go. It inspires you? 
But Hosmer's the same guy. Everywhere. Yeah, Hosmer's the same guy too. But at least when he's walking from first to the dugout, it doesn't seem as far as the 300 feet. Someone brought up a point today. I don't remember which show it was. It might have been on MLB Network. It was about Jeter. Okay. And saying Jeter was one of those guys that as much as you might hate the New York Yankees, you couldn't argue with the way Jeter played. There was something about Jeter where you go, that's how you play the game all the yeah. time. You just you, It's 100% all the time. He's a winner. Yeah. And that's that's the but way those they, guys are. So nothing, nothing. Cheater is, you know, cheaters trout, right? I mean, there's a handful of guys. But where you, you don't go, have to give a hundred percent because we see superstars who don't every day. Yeah, I mean, we watch you watch the NFL that will start up in a week, and you're asking guys to run full speed every thirty seconds. Yeah, and that and Major League Baseball, we're asking to run full speed four times a game, yeah. four times in three hours. Can you run your hardest? Yeah, but you don't see it in Major League Baseball a lot. No, they. Jeter wasn't one of those guys. Trout's not one of those guys. Tatis isn't one of those guys. Yeah. The the problem happens a lot where guys are worried about protecting their relationships. Who cares? Who cares? What relationships are you protecting? None of these guys are going to be here in two years. Yeah. So say what you feel. Say the truth. Uh, Point them out and get them the hell out of here. <laughs> it's just, listen, man. It, it There was a thing, and I, I sent it to you, to Steve. And to Mike today, if you look at the, the Q&A with Dennis Lynn on The Athletic, I thought Dennis did a great job of ignoring 90% of the questions. <laughs> who can blame him? But there was a guy who pointed out that with 31 games to go, I think this guy had him basically going 12 and 19 or, or might have even had him going 10 and 21. Wow. Which would put him under 500. Wow. But, Dave, when you have 10 against the Giants, 6 against the Dodgers, 3 against the Braves, 3 against the Cardinals, and and listen, BK Rich is our guy. But he's saying the other night on Twitter, hey, you know, I watch this Angel team a lot, and and this bullshit. You got got Shohei Atani. Angels are shit. The Angels lost two or three to the Orioles. That's what, And but my man BK Uh, Rich is trying to defend the Padres getting run off the field. Bullshit. You have Shohei Atani who gets hit in the first. Yeah. And then you've got nine guys. Yeah. And I know they're getting younger and trying to work guys through. And and, and you got a few guys. There's absolutely no way at all this team should have gotten steamrolled like they did. No. And I know the bullpen had an off night, whatever. The offense is shit. And they're just so, man, they are just dragging themselves to the finish line. Yeah. You asked me. Two months ago, if this team doesn't win the World Series wow. or doesn't win a play, I said win a playoff, but get to the National League Championship Series is what I said. I think you said, is it the most disappointing team in Padres history? It absolutely is because right now they're doing everything they can to miss the playoffs. Look, they could get crazy hot in the last month and then Tingler's great and Preller's great. But for now... I, I just, Preller's got five years left on his deal. Wow. Five years left. Tingler's got one year left after this year. So he's a lame duck. Lynn did say that if they don't make the playoffs, that Tingler could be out. That'd be something else. But that would be, I mean, you can't, you take Rod Barajas, you take Punch and Pat, you take these guys out of the equation. It would be the third manager that Tingler hired, or uh, that Preller hired. Yeah, but overall seventh while he's been GM. I got it, but but I mean, when you fire a guy, you're making a decision to take him out. Seven seven managers. Well, you have interim guys, yeah, actual I got it. guys. Whose fault is that? That's his fault. 
uh, actual guys that you've gone out and done a managerial search for. And remember last year, he did such a great job. He, he basically narrowed it down to Ron Washington and Tingler. And everybody wanted Ron Washington. Everybody did. Yeah. I, I think Girardi came in for one interview, yeah. right? That was great. Yeah. But, <laughs> dude, stop telling me about Skip Schumacher. Get all these assholes out. The entire thing. Wayne Kirby out. Bobby Day out. All of them. Remember when, uh, you know, Tingler did the whole thing. I've managed games in my mind. Yeah. You know, and then when they you got embarrassed last week against the Dodgers, the the, the comments underneath. I guess he didn't manage that game. No, <laughs> he completely blew it. That's the one people are going to remember him as forever. Yeah, is going to remember when he basically made it so the Dodgers could walk Cronenworth and Machado every time to get to the pitcher spot. I wonder, Dave. You you get it. I wonder right now if Tingler's so far in his own head, right? Yeah. Well, like you just, you got it right. There's you, no way you're sleeping if you're Tingler. I mean, you're taking a beating. Everybody has feelings. Everybody's pointing the finger at you. He knows he's on the hot seat. Yeah. T- two months ago, he thought, I'm getting a big extension. Because you know he's not a highly paid manager. If you You pay, just said lame duck. Yeah, he's going to be a lame duck manager. You, we all saw Moneyball. When Art yeah. Howe goes, you know what? A lame duck manager is the same it means to a lame duck player. Done. Yeah, I want a contract. But here's the thing. If you and the the thing that I want to hear is the Pillars got five years left. If you sign Myers and you're giving Myers twenty million dollars to be average, and Hosmer twenty three million to be average slash below average, then you have the money to pay out Preller. Yeah, you, you do. clear out this whole. Lynn wrote today that the uh, baseball development side is looking at a major overhaul. That thank the, God, right? But it starts with the GM. Yep. It starts with the guy that put them all in place. He's the guy who hired the ones that are there. He's the guy that hired Andy Green. He's the guy that hired Jace Tingler. Why do we think anything is going to be different? It's what we do in this town over and over. We build a cheap convention center. Then we realize it's too small. So we build a cheap extension. Then we realize it's too small. Then we buy a third cheap extension. Jack and I yesterday drive out to Qualcomm Stadium, and you look at the Aztec site, and you go, well, that looks cool. If it, Right? For, for Grossmont College. You go, dude, it's not big enough. You, If it's not big enough, Dave, to play the goddamn Holiday Bowl in, then we failed again. Yes, you did. We failed again. And A.J. Preller, God bless him for throwing the dice, he crapped out. No more line of credit. You're done. We're calling you in. You're out. You're killing this fucking team. Nobody From top can- to bottom. From top to bottom. Again, I blamed all the organization stuff is on him. What's the deal with the developmental part? He demolished it. And when you go wins to losses, he gets crushed. He's goddamn Bobby Chez. <laughs> Remember Bobby Chez, the old fighter that would just get beat up in yeah. every fight? He's wearing the singlet now. AJ Singlet. That's it. <laughs> He's the guy, 217 pounds from Flagstaff, Arizona, A.J. Preller. And then they play the music, and here comes Hulk Hogan. Nobody goes, I think A.J. Preller's going to win this one. You know he's getting hulked up and done. <laughs> I, I, blame, I tell you what, I blame a lot of the fans. You guys with the hot love of talent and the rock star GM, you guys blew this guy up to something he wasn't. That's something he wasn't. We got the only it. thing you've done since 2014 is you beat the Cardinals in a small series. That's hey, it. 
that that was one. But again, the losses outnumber the wins. And the problem is what people refuse to accept is if any of you performed your job at the level that Preller performed his, you would be fired unless you work for Pete Seidler. So Preller is, my guess, Jeff, making $10 million a year. What do you oh, think he makes? No. What do you think he GM? makes? No, he's a president of the team. I don't think he's, he's making $10 million okay, a so year. Okay, so $10 is nothing, though. So uh, another example is a miserable Padre fan put it out there today. Luis Urias, four home runs to less than Machado. It's unbelievable. But you threw him away. Uh, you threw Cal- away. He was only 22 years old when you threw him away. Cal Quantrill? Yeah, you threw him away. First round pick, Cal Quantrill. Yeah. Lauer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude. It happens all the time. Yeah. You're throwing these guys away, and then you give dumb deals to guys from Texas and shit. Like, the Profar thing still doesn't make sense. You know, we go over this all the time. Bad contracts. You asked me the other day, who's, who would I like to see in left field if, let's say, Fam was gone? And Fam's going to be gone. Yeah. I'll throw a guy at you. You tell me if you want him or not. Would right. you take A.J. Pollock? Would uh, you take Chris Taylor from the Dodgers? Yeah. All-star? Yeah, I like those dudes. Yeah, those guys are available. Would you take those guys? I told you a year ago, Kiki Hernandez was a guy you could have gotten and saved your money you would have got kiki and you could save your money on profar and uh kim because he does both yeah i you you have to go get somebody the the pipeline has stopped there is a clog in the drain you cannot you invested all this money internationally we covered it last week you've spent money in the draft to do all kinds of different things you've slotted guys you've gone for it to rebuild and none of it has worked so yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, you, th- you thought you were good with getting Logan White. I loved when Logan White came here. Unfortunately, that hasn't panned out. Logan, door. <clears throat> Beat it. Right? Yes. All those guys. I'm sorry. You have to overhaul the whole thing. It's not working. And you look at other teams around. I mean, I look at the Angels. I was up there the other night. Boy, Artie is a guy very much uh, in the sense like Pete Seidler. Very fan committed. It's only $10 to park. The food there is cheap. It's a fun fan experience. They do a bunch of different things. Artie has spent money on free agents that didn't pan out. We know him, C.J. Wilson, Josh Hamilton. I don't know the pool holds you would look at, right? He's spent the money on Rendon. He's committed to Trout. Yep. He spent the money for Otani. And he looked at his GM and Billy Epler and others that he've had, and they weren't not developing people enough, and Billy Epler's out. Out the door. Got hired the same time that Preller was hired. Yes, and now you go out and get another guy who drafted 27 pitchers. And you go, holy shit. The kid goes, I need as many arms as we can get. And you go. But at least the other night when I'm up there, hand, I'm not a diehard Angel fan, but I'm watching Joe Adele play right field, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. But well, look, uh, you can look around that Angel team, how many guys they have that yeah. they developed. Yeah, they're all coming up. Fletcher's homegrown, right? I believe Fletcher's a homegrown guy. Fletcher, the interesting thing about him, just to jump off real quick, Joe Madden's been around this game since 1970, okay? Long time. He says that of all the players he's ever coached, that's his favorite player of all time. Fletcher? Smartest guy he's ever managed. Walsh? Is Walsh homegrown? I I believe Walsh is a homegrown guy. All-star, too. Yeah. I mean, shit, Trout, right? I mean, you you got a bunch. Artie's issue is he, he hasn't figured out about the spending money on pitching. I honestly believe the C.J. Wilson thing fucked Artie, where he's like, fuck this, we're never doing that again. But that's how you win. I mean, yeah. the Dodgers did it, the Yankees did it with Garrett Cole. You got to have that one guy at least. Yeah. You got to have that one guy to stop a losing streak. So, I just, it, it's done. Yeah. And and you get the emails, hey, become a member. Bullshit. 
not doing anything. Not doing anything. And went up the other night to the King's Deal at Staples Center. Yeah, how was that? A blast. Absolute blast. What but, time did you have to be up there? Uh, well, we went up. So they did a season ticket holder event. Uh, my son got to skate on the ice. Now, I, I asked Steve, and I defer to other season ticket holders because I don't know the answer. If you're a Padres season ticket holder and you've been a longtime season ticket holder, let me know some of the cool things that come with that. What okay. are the perks that you get other than just 10% off at the Padres store? Are there other things? Because for me, first-time season ticket holder, we bought a 10-game package for the weekends because it's a drive up there. But then they threw me another, my seats for the preseason game against the Ducks on a Saturday night. Okay. And then they sent me insane four seats. I only bought three season tickets, but they gave me four incredible seats to see Edmonton. Incredible young team, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, my son got to skate the other night on the ice at Staples Center. Ton of discounts on merchandise, which is really fun. And then a bunch of other cool um, meet the player events throughout the course of the year. Really, really great amount of payment plan. Yeah. I, I, Dave, I'm not bad mouthing the Padres because I don't know if there's a lot of extra fun things that go with being a season ticket holder. If they did, then I'd be all for it. If it's like, well, your tickets are usually 49 and you get them for 40, I don't know. Um, but, but they're hitting you up for membership. I'm sorry, man. I, I appreciate the fact that you went for it, but it failed. And that doesn't buy you a five-year window. Yeah. You're, you're fast-tracking towards missing the playoffs. Who's that guy in MSNBC? Kornicki with the big board? <laughs> this is going the wrong way for this team. Winning tonight, which is great. And it's if, Diamondbacks. Well, shit. Diamondbacks have kicked them around, Dave. Yeah, but basically the second-worst team in the National League. So you rally, you get back in. Hey, good for you guys. But with the Giants, the Dodgers, Cardinals, Braves, amongst others coming up, a little tough to be optimistic at this point. No, it is very much so. It, it's very frustrating. You know, we, we have this conversation that you and Woods and everyone else in this town get on me about all the time. When the Dodgers would fail and they wouldn't win the World Series, I used to say it gave you six months of entertainment. These guys gave you a good four months of entertainment. Right? I mean, you're all in. It's just the month of August was such a kick in the nuts. And it all started with the trade deadline. It all started with not only did you not get the guys you wanted, the guys you wanted went to the team you hate the most. And they've taken off like crazy. You know, they went in 16 of their last 20 games, and they're, they're playing better baseball than ever. So that, that was frustrating. But you and I went through the schedule a month ago, and we're like, this is the month. This is Because they didn't yeah. play anybody. This yeah. is the month to sit there and gain major ground in the standings because we know September is going to be tough. And say they completely shit the bed in the month of August. And I believe it all happened after the trade deadline when people in that clubhouse are looking around going, what the fuck do we just do? And why is that fucking idiot Hosmer still here? Yeah, I don't know that they were that great in July, were they? They were No, you know what? They be honest with you, they were a 500 team since May. And now they're a losing team. They're under 500 teams since May. Yeah. They just got off to a crazy start. They got off to a crazy start. They were having fun. You know when things started going kind of shitty? And uh, it was the spider tech. When the spider tech thing was stopped, all their pitchers started fucking up. Darvish especially. 
Yeah, I, there's something else though. I mean, I I think it. I think it's bigger than that. I. I what do you, I, what do you think? What do you think the major issue on this team is? I think there's a very bad personality mix in that room, and I don't. To me, there's nobody in there that can get that under control. So who it is, you tell me. I don't know, but goddamn, you watch this team right now, and and you go around. Hosmer sucks. He just sucks. I'm so sick of that guy, who he is. Just a complete asshole, right? <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck him. And I love Kevin Acey's a great dude. Uh, I We've known Acey a long time. So sick of getting that fucking newsletter every day and trying to be told what a hero Hosmer is. That That's a huge strike against Preller. Yeah. That was a deal you did not need to sign. Financially, it made... No sense at all to bring that guy in here. What you were chasing when you thought you were getting Hosmer, absolutely no idea. Yeah. Huge $144 million whiff. Uh, Cronenworth, yeah, right. I mean, we don't have to do it. Cronenworth, I love. Tatis, I love. I'm still a Machado fan. Fam, you go, you said it tonight, Dave. Boy, Fam would be the guy at the end of the year we go, I just would like a beer with that guy in here. Dude, tell me what you saw oh, for yeah. two years. Yeah. Right? You tell, would. Tell me what you saw. Um, fam, to me, looks like a guy that goes, shit, dude, I'm in a contract year. They're not going to re-sign me here. Uh, CBA expires in a couple of months. Luxury tax is going to change, as Dennis wrote about today. Yep. And I'm probably not going to get the money that I was hoping to get. Uh, Grisham, to me, is a guy. I'm not a Grisham fan. He's a guy. Uh, oh, come on. He's a gold glover. Fuck it. Shut up. Come on. He, not number one. Look, he's adequate. He's a, just a guy, like you said. He was not deserving that gold glove last year. Come on. 60 games. It, it was, I mean, look, I, I watch a, a shitload of games. There are a lot of center fielders, and they're all great. And I tell you what, the one I watched in L.A. last year, Bellinger, I thought was as good as any of them. But Grisham, did Grisham last year drop like two or three balls. They hit him right in the fucking palm. The play in Colorado this year was so frustrating. Yeah. The one that he just cruised to, and he just yeah. go, fuck, man. Where's For your Arietta? fucking effort? Yeah, what is he, 23-year-old kid that fucking can't give 100%? Come on. Yeah, the Arietta. When Arietta yeah. made his debut and his final appearance. And, yeah, <laughs> and Myers, Myers has been a disaster since the day you traded Trey Turner to get him. Yeah. Austin Nola's been nothing. nothing. Sorry, he's a guy. He is a guy. Kertie's had a couple of big moments, which is fine. But he's a backup catcher. Yeah. He, he's he's Austin Barnes to the Dodgers. Yeah. 1A. Yeah. Yeah, 1A. I mean, he's not uh, he's not Mark Parent. No. But, he, but he's 1A. But, uh, yeah, this bullshit that we got to read today. Hey, Lamette's going to be back Wednesday. Well, that'll be a great fourth inning. Now what? <laughs> That's what I was thinking, now too. Now what? Nobody's excited about that. Nobody fucking cares. Everybody would have been all on, all in on it when he thought that he was what he was a year ago. But now it's like, great, which inning is he going to pitch? And then not see him for two more weeks. When he walks off shaking his head, oh, no. Oh, Donnie, you hate saying that. This kid's got so much heart. Appears to be holding his elbow. Well, Mud, we're getting a report from down below that uh, the Nelson Lamette tore both Tommy Johns. <laughs> tore the one in his right elbow. <laughs> And then he grabbed at it so fast with his left arm that he tore the one there, too. He's expecting to miss four years. But the Padres have announced tonight that they've signed him to a six-year extension. Oh, my God. 80 million. Oh, my God. Well, that's great. 
Well, next year, you, you just said it a second ago with the CBA. The, the DH should be coming back next year, okay? Mm-hmm. Is Hosmer a guy that becomes your DH because you have him oh. under contract? I don't, I don't know how anybody in this town can be optimistic that either one of those two assholes are getting moved, Hosmer or Myers. No, they aren't. Dennis Lynn writes that. It, to make the trade, you have to have somebody on the other side who goes, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> no. By the way, I told you, I think A.J. Pollock is a free agent. I, he, I don't know if he is or not. I'm looking at the free agents Fucking in the liar. outfield. Oh, I'm trying to help you out here. Okay, Tell me if you want any of these guys. Okay, There's one for sure I know you're going to say. He's the guy. Okay, Charlie Blackman's a no. no. Ja- Jackie Bradley Jr. a no. Okay, The guy you're going to want is Nick Castellanos, right? Oh, yeah, for he sure. He has an opt-out. He's opting out. They said he's opting out. But, dude, how much is he going to get on the a shitload. He's going to get a shitload of money. He's going to get the 20-something million range. He's probably going to get Myers money is what he's going to get. But the difference would be, Dave, and it would be weird that you would give the Myers money to a guy who may actually produce. Yeah. Ooh, weird. <laughs> and so, but he would be, he's your guy, right? He would be your guy if you're able to go ahead and get him in the outfield. Any other positions you want to get the whole list in front of me? It's a great year for free agency. This is yeah. going to be maybe the best year ever if you're a baseball fan and you love that time of year where everyone's switching teams. This is it. There are guys all over the fucking place. What do you want, Chris Bryant here? Um... Well, let me see. Machado's going to play third. Yeah. Tatis will be short. Cronenworth will be second. Uh, Bryant plays a lot of outfield. He actually, he said the position he prefers to play the most is center field. Well, I think, I still think Grisham will be back. He will. In center because there's not much there. So th- that's going to leave your corners open. First base open. I would think your catchers are Camposano and Caratini. Yeah. Okay. So first base, there are two of them that are outstanding that are free agents. Okay. Freddie Freeman. Sure. And Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think you get Rizzo a lot more. I think you can get Rizzo. The Rizzo thing is still one of the craziest things that they gave up on him so fast. For Cashner. No, just the fact that he played in just a few games. Yeah. And then he was gone. That was Josh Burns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking nuts. And yeah, I'm not blaming Preller for that. I'm just saying it's yeah. just, who does that? Uh, you, yeah, I would definitely make a move to get, uh, I'd make a move to get Rizzo. Okay, so here you go. Here are your, your starting pitchers. This is where it gets kind of fun. All okay. right. I'll just go through the names you stop me if there's well, somebody you on. really want. So you're going to go Snell, Clevenger, Darvish, and then you have two openings. Are you sold on those guys you just said? Well, I it's not so much that you're overly sold but but you're locked into those guys uh, well you asked me a week ago would i trade snow i would trade snow might be able to now if he pitches like he did the other night but oh. I'm, I'm gonna say right now snell clevenger darvish are back i think your two spots at the back end continue to be wide open you have no idea with lamette weathers is shot paddock is so inconsistent Gore's nowhere near to being ready. So I think, again, you're still looking for two arms at the back like you've been for the last four years. Okay. I'm going to give you an arm right here that you're going to want, and you're going to be really disappointed if they don't get him. Okay. Kevin Gosman. Oh, yeah. Love that dude. Okay. So Kevin Gosman. I think he gets crazy money, right? He does, but that's what you're in the market for. They just said they're raising ticket prices. But do you let him get out of San Francisco? I, you know, it's funny. San Francisco isn't where they thought they would be. I mean, their whole plan was to trade Kevin Gosman at the trade deadline. Yeah. They thought they were going to shit the bed. Basically, they thought there was a better chance of being in last place than first place. See, the only problem is in San Francisco, 
is when Gosman's performed for you, he's not going to settle for a one with the with the club no, option. He's looking at least five years. Yeah, and you're not going to do that. How old is Kevin Gosman? It's been around for fucking ever. Thirty-two. Let me see what Kevin Gosman is, but he's um. I don't know. It's funny. I, I don't know if you remember before the season started. He's the guy I said, "Watch out! It's going to be huge here." So I'm sure, going to pat myself sure, on the back. Kevin I'm going to pull it up right now. Go ahead. I got, I got the audio saved. Yeah, I don't have do. shit saved. You don't have anything. You shut up. You shut up. I did, did say I, it. I had the funniest dream last night. The things had gotten so bad for the Padres. Thirty years old, by the way. All right. Born yeah, in nine, no, I'm not, born in ninety-one. Uh, I'm not going very far on that, Dave. Why? How long's your window open for the Padres? Uh, it doesn't matter. He's going to want a four-year oh, deal. You fucking give it to him. Someone's giving it to him. You give it to him, bitch. You give it to him. I'm not paying jack shit. You're paying. I love when people say that to me. Open the checkbook. People say, <laughs> you just call me bitch in front of your kid. Yeah. Can you believe that? I'm sorry. He's not sorry, dude. That's 25 years of this shit. <laughs> I'm glad your kid's old enough to see the way I've been treated for years. So, uh-huh. look, here we go. Kevin Gosman, Zach Granke. Too old, right? Yeah, no. Would you take Clayton Kershaw? No. Okay, I wouldn't either. And Clayton Kershaw is not that old. He just seems like he's old. He's like 32. Yeah, no. Dude, so I wouldn't old, take man. him. He breaks down all the time. Yep. All right, here's a go. Here's the other guy I would take if I was the Pots. I'd go after Carlos Rendon of the White Sox. Ooh, how old is he? He's not that old, man. He's he's not that old either. He's I would, If you got Gosman and Rendon, all of a what sudden. Is, what does Rendon admit to, and how old is he actually? Oh, dude. Two yeah. different things. I don't like it. He's 28 years old. Which means he's. 38 <laughs> years old. Makes $518,000 right now. Is that it? Yep. Dude, Rendon, that's a, good, that's a good one. How about that shit? Yeah, there's your yeah. there's your free agent right there. But if you got those two guys to go with whatever else you want to stick see, in there, that's, that's why, a whole different team. See, that's why Preller has to be out. Preller has to be out because you were led to believe that what he had been building from the time he got here is that you would have guys coming up through the pipeline. Yeah. Right? The Urias and... Uh, Patinos of the world that would be coming up that would fill this gap, and you would only need to go out and get one or two free agents. Yeah. Now you're going to have to chase two corner outfielders and two back end starters. Yep. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Next year again, if there's a if there's a DH, it'll be interesting to see what Kyle Schwarber gets. You know what happens to Kyle Schwarber. Mm-hmm. Which team goes out and goes after him? Nelson Cruz seems to be able to keep doing it. You know, it's yeah. kind of funny that, you know, all of a sudden he's available in both leagues. But it's um, it'll, it'll be interesting. You know, this year it's the year of the shortstops. As everybody's talking, what's going to happen with these shortstops? Um, what direction, you know, the guys go? I, I'm kind of curious to know where guys like Javi Baez go. Like, Baez is one of those guys that seems to, he hurts you as much as he helps you, mm-hmm. right? Great glove, does some fantastic things, but then you... Even the shit in New York. You've been there two weeks and Unbelievable. <laughs> all of a sudden they want to strangle you and throw you in front of a subway. <laughs> it's like, well, holy shit. There's never been a more overrated guy in baseball, in my opinion, than Sandy Alderson. Sandy Alderson was in the middle of it uh, with the Me Too movement when they had it with Mickey Calloway. Yeah. When they had the issues with Brody Van Wagenen, the, the GM. They've had other issues this year, and Sandy Alderson's always there having to make the dramatic statement on behalf of the team, biggest fucking sack of shit, bullshit artist that ruined this team and uh, just absolutely mailed it in during his time here. So when I see that Alderson has to apologize, I laugh at that. That, listen, I, I maybe if there's one shining light 
today is we say, well, God dang, at least we're not the Mets. <laughs> when I read that statement from Javi Baez yesterday, Dave, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, I thought it was the onion. I thought it was absolutely fake. And then you read that and you go, oh, my God, that's a real statement. Yeah. How if you're the Mets, when you're so many games out, you have no no chance really at the wild card. You're, you're pretty much done. In two weeks, they lost their season. They got smoked by the Dodgers yep. and Giants. How do you not come out today and just cut Javi Baez, right? He's a free agent. Yeah, you could. You could say see you later. I mean, look at the Mets. They had to go get a guy like Baez because Robinson Cano fucking was ineligible to play the whole year. I just, that that thing yesterday was, yes, as bad as the pod's been and everything else, that was the one where I go, all right. (laughs) All right. The whole hold my beer thing annoys me a lot. But you go, Okay. Uh, we're we're awful. We're the the house is still burning, but man, oh man, the Mets house is burning, and they're just chucking Roman candles into the living room. <laughs> sure, what did okay? That was unbelievable. What does Sandy Alderson do privately to those guests? What does he do to Lindor and Bias? What like what, what would you say if you're the team president? Well, you can't do anything to Lindor. No, but what do you say? You can talk to them and go, what the fuck? Isn't that the first thing you're saying? I, Dude, what I do is you call, you've been watching Hard Knocks, right? Yeah. You got that big team meeting room. Somewhere at, at City Field, they've got that big team meeting. I don't care if you call them all out in the field. You tell them to sit the fuck down. Yeah, I, I bring that whole team out. I fire Javi Baez right in front of everybody. Now, Javi, get your shit and get out. Yeah, you're done. None of you are bigger than the team. Like in uh, private parts. Yeah. Javi, get the fuck out. Get, get the fuck out. <laughs> fuck off. Fucking asshole. <laughs> and then you just invite. There you go. Whose idea was this? Isn't that like the first question? Before you before you lose your shit. Don't you go. All right, guys. Whose idea was this? Yeah. Get the fuck out. <laughs> like, you're like, this is the dumbest thing. Like, Lindor. Yeah. We gave you enough money to buy a third world country. What the fuck are you thinking? If, if you didn't see it, because there might be somebody out there that yeah. didn't see this, what happened. The Mets had a handful of players that got hits yesterday. And when they got a hit, they'd get on base and they'd put two thumbs down. Two thumbs down. So they asked him afterwards, what is the meaning for the two thumbs down? They said, it's simple. The fans boo us when we're unsuccessful. So when we get a hit, we're successful, and now they're unsuccessful in their attempt to boo us, and so we're showing them that by giving them two thumbs down. Great. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> it is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in business. It's the wet bandits. Yeah. They're the wet bandits. <laughs> they are, we're trying to sell tickets to see a shitty team. In New York. Yeah. Do you understand what this media is like? Oh, my God. I, like I said, it is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, Alderson fired Boach because Boach was making a million a year. I I couldn't be more happy <laughs> that he's in the middle of it. Uh, Boach is like, that's the best thing that ever happened to me. I went to a real organization, yes. went in the Hall of Fame after that. Yeah, I'm going in the Hall of Fame. But but yes, you're right. Swag chain, the dork giving the finger, all of that. I'll take all those guys. <clears throat> we'll take them all out to Phil's barbecue for dinner. And I'll celebrate them all. We'll get them all on the tr- on the track. White Claw guys, Swag Chain guys. I'll take all those guys over Javi Baez. Javi Baez is probably the biggest moron that you have going right now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's so crazy.
All right. Hey, I want to mention Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools, more than 25 years in the business. Alan Taylor's doing great work. As we talk about the weather, it's only going to get warmer in the next 30 days. You're going to wish you had that pool. Smart call you can make right now is get on the schedule for Alan Taylor. Taylor May Pool standing by 619-449-4452. Your perfect pool, 619-449-4452. All right. It hasn't been quite as hot today as it was, but man, oh, man. The humidity has been insane. Yeah. And you move around, you get it, and it just sucks, right? And you're looking at what's going on. Gas prices aren't going down. Hotel prices aren't going down. So it mean, and unfortunately, the COVID numbers are going up, which means that on we are probably going to be a little bit more limited in what you can do with your, uh, you know, disposable income. So why not do the right thing and use that money on a tailor-made pool? Man, oh man! No matter what's going on, you can come home at night. Pods are struggling. Fire up the jacuzzi. Fire up the pool. Turn the lights on. And you know what? Aunt Sally is coming over. Hey, just for fun, drop the barracuda in there. Let's see if she can outswim <laughs> it tonight. Uh, nothing better than a tailor-made pool. You can have one as well. Call Alan and Amy. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Hey, uh, Dan Williams is your guy you want to talk to when it comes to saving money and putting money in the right place. He wants to get you out of debt. Also wants to help you find your first home. Don't forget about Dan Williams. Dan Williams is also doing great things. He called me the other day about... His season tickets. Yeah, Dan I talked Williams. to him about it today. Yeah, he has uh, some uh, great deal coming up for you, the listener. We'll, we'll get more information for you on that. But Dan Williams, again, wants to, again, look, always looking out for audience yep. one, always looking out for his customers too. But don't forget tomorrow, Bar Smart, Two Minute Tuesday, he'll make a video. You can see it on YouTube, give you some advice that will help you out with your financial needs. Again, Dan Williams is the person to talk to when it comes to being in debt. 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Talk to Dan today. Two cool things coming up. A uh, bunch of Matt Coyle books are going to be bought. Matt Coyle continues to do great things, and Dan's going to buy them. You're going to have a chance to get those and kick some money to Jake's projects. And we also talked about the same thing. Dan has insanely cool seats uh, for the LA Kings weekends uh, season ticket plan. Same plan I have. But Dan's only going to be able to go to about four or five of the games. So we're going to auction off some of the other tickets. Really, really great seats. A lot of fun teams on the schedule. And we'll let you know how it's going to work. You'll you'll kick in a little money for the tickets, kick in a little money for Jake's projects, and then you'll have a great night up at Staples Center. For NHL fans, uh, and on that series, I don't know which games we're going to open up, but the Flyers come to town, the Islanders come to town, the new Seattle Kraken are on that list. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota's down there twice. They've got a good young team. So, yeah, a lot of fun teams. We'll tell you more about it as we get closer to the year. And Brian Curry's who you want to talk to when it comes to buying a new home. Man, it, if you look and you read what's happening and people want to know how long is the market going to stay hot, it looks like it's going to stay this way for a while. If you're looking to sell your home, the person get you the most for your home, it's Brian Curry. Also, a lot of people have a hard time where they're going to move next. The person you want to deal with is Brian Curry. Because you don't want to be left out in the cold. You want to be able to stay in San Diego or stay in Southern California, being able to afford the next house. Brian Curry is the guy that will help you get the most for what you have and be able to afford the next one. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. I told you, man, I got those friends of mine in Texas to not have a real estate agent that worked on their behalf. And they're out $10,000 that they just do not have trying to replace an AC unit. Now I have friends of mine in San Diego that didn't know about Brian Curry, bought a place, again, didn't get enough uh, 
homework done, due diligence done by their agent, $500 to get plumbing fixed. And it's just, these are all people that have moved into houses within the last four years. It's unbelievable, these major repairs. You got to have somebody on your side when you're negotiating. It's a 30-year deal that you're making. It's supposed to be your dream house for not only you, but your spouse, your kids, the whole deal. And if you go in there not knowing what you don't know, boy, you can get in over your head quickly. Don't let that happen to you. Call Brian Curry. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Kyle Flukers, you want to talk to when it comes to your brand new website or fixing the website you have. We all know in business, the website's the most important thing you could possibly have. What do we all do? When we're interested in buying something or saying we need more information, we go to the website. Kyle Fluger's the guy to help your website work for you. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Yeah. Uh, Kyle and I are putting together a new website, and it's going to be determined. I don't know if it's going to be dipshit of the day. I don't know what it's going to be. But another perfect example today, Dave, I'm just in at – Subway, getting a sandwich yeah. this afternoon for lunch. So fun. Day. Jack and I went back for dinner tonight. Good. We go into Subway. The one up by my office, the people are so incredibly nice. And this lady walks in and she says, well, hello. I'd like the Thursday special. <laughs> <laughs> and the lady goes, uh, well, it's Monday. Okay, well, I'm going to take the Thursday special. That sounds great. Six ninety nine. And you just want to go and just tip a vitamin water right on this lady. <laughs> How do you think this works? Millie, it's not Thursday. <laughs> you have the Monday special today. So coming up, Kyle and I are thrilled. We're just getting the terminology figured out. But you're just going to be able to snap this picture. And you're going to go, hey, Dave and Jeff, here's your dipshit of the day. Walked into Subway, tried to order the Thursday special on a Monday. Can't figure out why they can't get it hashtag DOD, it's going to be great. You're going to feel good because you had the opportunity to expose this person. And the hope is that when they see themselves on the dipshit of the day website, that they go, oh yeah, I guess I probably shouldn't try to order the Thursday special on a Monday. I guess I shouldn't give a Dodger fan the finger if my jersey looks like it was made in some far eastern sweatshop in Bolivia. That guy would have been dipshit of the day. Oh, maybe I'm 49 years old and I shouldn't be walking around with a swag chain on. I just, shit, I'm the dipshit of the day? Yeah, you are, shit. Honey, is this recycling or trash? All of that's coming to Flug shot. I like it. Remember the guy with the fam jersey with the wrong number? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that guy. Who's the guy they had up the other day? Had a, didn't he have a, who do you have on? The jersey the other day, number two. It's not, uh, what was that kid's name? Not Peralta. Who was the kid that was here? Perella. Perella. Yeah. Guy, the, now, the only thing I was thinking was for that when I saw it is sometimes in the Padres store, you can pay like 40 bucks and get the game worn. Why would the Padres ever make that shit? Perella's family didn't want that. No, but I'm saying you could go and be like, hey, I paid 40 bucks and got a game-worn jersey. Good for you. Good for you. Dipshit of the day. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag DOD. It's coming. We'll put it together and let you know we got it finished. All right. I have uh, birthdays from yesterday because we were supposed to move the show to Sunday. 
And yeah. then my day went went crazy long. All right, two things happen. I'm gonna ask your opinion. Okay. If I cross the line, because my wife says I 100% cross the line, so I saw last Jeff. She checked out on you a long time. I know. Ago. So when I when I coach travel ball like summertime now, I can say whatever I want to the kids, and it doesn't matter because it's not high school. High school are certain rules. You can't mm-hmm. cuss. You know, you can't do all the dumb things that I do. But high school, I, I keep it loose. I mean, uh, travel ball, I keep it loose. So we're we're playing yesterday. I got this kid. You see that picture I posted of this kid who, uh, I put it, I think, on Instagram. It was a 16-year-old kid, but he's 6'5", 280 pounds. He made me look small in the picture, okay? I didn't see him. And so uh, he's sitting next to me, and I was like, we need a catcher. We got to need a catcher. He goes, I got it. I looked at him. I go, I don't want to see you catch, Tomas. Every time you catch, you tell him you can't go to school for a week because your knees hurt. <laughs> I, and he, next thing you know, he puts all the gear on. It looks like the fucking mountain from Game of Thrones. And he goes in there and he catches for two innings. He sits down. I'm done. And I go, you're done? You threw the ball back to the pitcher like 12 times. What are you talking yeah. about? Arms burning. My knees hurt. Can't do it. And I'm just staring at him. He's staring at me right next to me. All the kids are looking at him. Yeah. And I, and I know he sees me looking at him. I'm just looking at the side of his head, just waiting for him to look at me. Yeah. And he just goes, What? I just want to know how long you're going to be out because your vagina hurts. And he just goes, oh, what are you talking about? And I said, Tomas, you didn't do anything. How old is he? 16. I told you. I didn't listen. So, so, so Rita, extremely offended. Didn't like Can't it. Can't talk to him like that. And I go, yes, you can. So an inning later, here we are. We're playing in the championship game, and our shortstop takes a ball to the face. All right, Hit ah. bat hop, just smokes him, splits his eye open right in the eyebrow. Ah. I go running out there. You could hear it. I knew it was bad before I got there. And I go, can you stand up? He has no idea he's pouring blood. Oh, he, leaking. He's, he was he leaking. leaking. He was leaking. That's what the umpire said. And so uh, trying to keep him calm, yeah. stand him up, turn him towards the umpire. And the umpire goes, holy shit, that thing really fucking opened up. And I go, dude, what are you doing? Now yeah. the kid knows he's pouring blood. And he panics, you know, got to take him to the hospital, stitches, concussion, the whole deal, you and know? You gotta- you got to, I'll tell you how you fix that in a okay. second. I said super glue it. That's it. 100%. Yeah. You're exactly right. But, dude, you got insurance reasons and lawsuits. You got to uh, go ahead, take them to the hospital. All right. You know, super glue doesn't fix, fix a concussion. That's <laughs> so, true. So I tell him as he's getting his stuff together and his mom's in the dugout, just kind of panicking, and the dad's just trying to get his stuff. And the kid's really calm and cool, and we're putting pressure on his eye. And, uh, Jimmy, I just want to let you know, they tied the game up on the ball that you weren't able to field. Good. And remember, bruises go away, runs don't. I like that. And I walked away. And that, Rita I goes, like why that. would you say that to the kid in front I of like his parents? That. Did he start laughing? He laughed. Yeah. His mom, I guarantee you, is like, this <laughs> yes. fucking asshole. That is great. Good. My wife, not so happy. I have... Uh, so the second one, I'm okay. First one across the line. Yes. Okay. I have four guys on my team. Yeah. At the end of the day today, I told them, guys, it's been a long day. None of you sucked, but a lot of you were average. So thanks. So they were like, what? The best, dude. Stuff like that is awesome. Yes. Oh, I my like gosh. That. Oh, my gosh. There you uh, go. Hey, one quick thing. Shout out to the Helix freshman team. Yeah. Beat Otai the other day 49 to nothing. 49 to nothing. Now. Holy shit. Here was the funny thing. Helix is up 35 to nothing. Yeah. Otai gets the ball. Nice little run by their running back. Brings it down to like the 10. The Otai sideline freaks out like they're up 35 to nothing. So I start, I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. Next play, fumble. Defensive lineman, Dave, for Helix, 
13 years old. He's about 6'3", 270 pounds. Kingston, yeah. defensive lineman. Yeah. He picks up the fumble at about the eight and starts running. As he gets to the Otai 40, he's completely out of gas, but his teammates have built a half circle. He's running the hash right along the, the near sideline. His teammates build a half circle around him, and anytime a guy from Otai gets close, they're just smoking him. Yeah. So now Kingston's at the 30, he's at the 25, he's at the 20, and he's completely done. But his team, his 10 guys, have this perfect half circle, and anybody from Otai is just getting slammed right in the chest Good. and knocked to the ground. Perfect. And Kingston made it all the way in for the touchdown. Sweet. I'm telling you. I'll we'll never forget it. We went absolutely crazy. The parents and I went crazy, screaming. We were so excited. And they do a really fun thing. Where, again, like everybody in town, swag chain. So many kids played well in that game, but I thought it was awesome. The Helix team gave that. To, That's cool. So I know uh, Otai got smoked 40, 49 to nothing, but I'm watching, Dave, I just see kids in the stands, and it's F this and F that, and, and you know, they're just obnoxious, right? And Dan Williams is like, ah, I live in that area. I'm sorry. I said, dude. And those kids that got beat, they all strapped it on. They all went out. They all participated. They were part of the team. Man, good on those dudes. The score ended up a little rough, but I was saying to my sons, man, kudos to that team. They kept fighting all the way to the end. It was cool. Good. Their coach, come on, let's go. Calm down, dude. Fucking calm down. These kids are 13. Like, I, I'm sorry, Dave. If I see coaches from other teams that are obnoxious, we're going to call them out. Because it's freshman football, all right? Your guys are getting roughed up. But they're all out there trying their best. They're running back. The quarterback's making throws. The, the defense is great. And you got the hitting coach, you know, thinking he's Jerry Faust out there. It's like, <laughs> calm down. So if you go to Otai and you know the freshman coach, and here's the other FU of the day. FU of the day goes to the JV coach at Christian, who was spouting off on Facebook about how great it was his team tied Helix, to which my buddy Aaron Creasy sent him a DM. Pretty sure that was the Helix freshman team. Good. Uh, again, nothing about the kids. Any yeah. of the kids that are, will never say anything negative about the kids unless they're punks. But kids from Christian were great. Kids from East Lake that were out there a couple of weeks ago were great. And, uh, and these... These dudes the other day from Otai, they, man, they, I was watching them to the end, hustling, trying to make tackles, make plays. So, yeah, the, the score may not have been it, but, dude, nothing to be ashamed of for that program. Good. Good deal. All right. Who do you guys have this weekend or this week? Uh, Santa Fe Christian. Good. Hope you guys beat the dog shit out of them. <laughs> they, uh, dude, it's just, for me, what I've enjoyed is getting to know the coaches. And the coaches at Helix are just great and are are really fun. And I like it when my kids come home and I go, how was practice? Man, it was hard. But I got to tell you the line this coach said or that. So full sweat. Good. Right? They're soaked. Practice has been tough. They're trying to learn everything. Oh, man, we were doing this. We were doing Oklahoma's. We're doing everything. But I got to tell you the line the coach dropped on me. And, and you know it better than anybody coaching kids. Keep them working hard. Keep them disciplined, the whole thing. But at the end, make sure it's fun. Yeah, and, and that's of course. What I'm I getting paid. 
That's what I love about yeah. Robbie Owens is the head coach at Helix. Super cool dude. And all the guys on his staff. I haven't met uh, the guys from JV, but these these dudes on freshmen, they're, they're the real deal, man. It's pretty cool. Good deal. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? Okay. We're going, they're all dead people, believe it or not. Oh. I'm sad to say. All right, here we go. We're going August 29th. We're going with Michael Jackson. My, hang on. It's 5 nothing with two guys on, two outs in the fifth, and, and Tingler, that moron, is not going to let Paddock finish the fifth to get the win. Yeah, there He's you go. He's thrown 86 pitches. Not a player's manager. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Come on, Sensei. That dipshit. Can we fire why that? Did, why did you just shave the whole thing off? I don't get what he's doing. It's five nothing, Dave. You got two outs. You can't let the guy try unless he said. I mean, he's just coming back, so m- maybe Come on out, dude. Come on, get him the win. He won't get the win. And okay. you go to Stamming. You know he's going, motherfucker. Right? Walking to the be, dugout. Dude. Come on. Come on. Don't. But no, this team hasn't quit on him. They love him. Okay. <laughs> sure. Um, Michael Jackson. I'm going to say would have been. Dude, how old was he when he died? I got to think about that. I'm going to say he would have been 66. 61. Oh, shit. He was 50 when he died. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, 400 million. Okay, this is an interesting thing. So when Michael Jackson died, he was worth $7 million. Remember, really? he spent all his money. Yeah. yeah. Michael Jackson today would be worth $1.125 million. Like he, his catalog went through the roof. Most of that is thanks Wait, to Paul Vader. Billion. 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 Yeah, you said one point oh, sorry. two billion. million. That's yeah. according to the IRS. Well, he's not spending money. He's not spending any money. Buying carousels. I'm not saying shit. Good. John McCain. Ah, oh, dude. John McCain was cool. Um seventy seven. Would have been eighty five. Oh wow. Um ten million. Sixteen million dollars. Cool. Good for him. It's always weird with those politicians, right? You always wonder, Good. like, how the hell does it happen? But, you know, the first, number one, they know everybody. Two is you make a shitload of money speaking and writing books. You just, uh, you, you read about that guy, what he's been yeah, through. Yeah, everyone's, well, I can't say that. All of us were John McCain fans, whether you're Republican or Democrat. until Until the last four years when the poll party turned it, on him. It was disgusting. Absolutely. And if you supported the guy who, who takes shots at John McCain, the problem's with you. It's ridiculous. All right. The last one is, and when I saw it, I was like, I'm not even going to bring it up. But then I had to look her up a little bit. Ingrid Bergman. Oh, my. Uh, Can you name an Ingrid Bergman film? Uh, She's one extremely. Smoking the Bandit? <laughs> exactly right. Casablanca, which I never seen. Oh, yeah. I never saw it. We watched it. Uh, my really? son's had a film study class. We had to watch it. Incredibly boring, but still fun. Um,. Oh, Ingrid Bergman. She she was. Who was the guy at our work at uh, 103.7 that freaked out and yelled at that guy, I hope you die on your birthday? She literally died on her birthday. Oh, uh, Radar yeah. said that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he got so mad at the guy. He yelled at Jeff Stewart. I hope you die on your birthday. I was like, great. What kind of comeback was that? <laughs> he crushed him. Uh, Ingrid Bergman. The whole room went quiet. Uh, 110? She would be 106. That's not bad. I would have no fucking idea, man. You just said that. She was 67 when she died. 25 million? 20 million dollars. Pretty good. Nice. I'm impressed. There you I, go. I didn't think no way in hell would he be anywhere close well, to that. We just saw that movie like five months ago. I, I never seen it. So just trying to do some basic math on Okay. All right, here we go. Um, five questions. We'll see. We'll see how if I can get all five out. Um, here okay. we go. If you could give one piece of advice to your kids on living their lives, what would it mm. be? Um uh, 
complete your education. Hundred percent. Really? Yeah. Hundred percent. It and and you know what, Dave, I would say this. I'd say be serious about your education. Because it's the one That's thing I one. didn't do and I regret it the most. But if you if you're serious about your education, thing, things can fall into place. And especially for two guys that are extremely bright because um, their mom was great about her education and has been insanely successful. And, uh, and I, I dicked around, took too many chances and it, it yeah, it cost me. Laugh my ass off because he took, takes Paddock out. As Jeff just told you, yeah. And Stamen comes in running around third, fucking guns the ball right into the ground. Dude, he's pitch. thrown 2000 pitches in a week. It's like, you know, Paddock's like, I could have fucking done that. Yeah. I, <laughs> you could have leave me in for that. Dude, I, I can't rip Stamen. This guy throws every game. He just comes out and throws every game. I, I refuse to rip that guy. Oh, yeah. my gosh. There's Paddock just going. This motherfucker. Just cussing. Yeah. Oh, my God. That makes me laugh. Yeah. There's 40 people in the stands. The Reds have already lost. Like, let the kid get the out. Oh, Jesus, my gosh. My, my one piece of advice would, would be, honestly, it's the, the old golden rule. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Yeah, I like that, too. You have to. All right. If you could tell your past self one thing, what would it be? Oh, oh, I like that. I like that. Um, uh, let's see. The actual one? I like that. What would you say? I'd say when you hear the word Amazon, just start buying as much stock <laughs> as possible. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Sell everything you have and throw all that into Amazon. That's that's very good. Or Apple, right? Yes. Well, Apple, you and I are too young by the time Apple. But you're right. We would have done it right in the 80s. I don't know how much money yeah. I could have pulled together in, in high school. Dude, that's a really good one. I would have said enjoy the ride more. Uh, in, can, can you say that still today, though? Right? Don't you think that no, every day I should enjoy the ride more? I do, though. With these guys, it's impossible not to. I, I laugh with these guys so much. It's great. And honestly, it's at a spot right now where I laugh with their mom so much that it's great. But just um, during my my 20s, my 30s, uh, 40s, yeah, just enjoy the ride a little bit more. Thankfully, I'm at a spot right now where I'm really just, it's pretty easy for me to just shrug people off and focus on the ones. And it's really my sons and you and Stevie Woods and, and Mike and... And the guys in, you know, the guys in my office, I just, they're the greatest. And we laugh every day. Uh, Chris Carlin and, and, and Jimmy and Mike and, and Nick and, and Jace and Connor and the rest of the dudes that are uh, my buddy Nick in, in North Carolina who supports this show. Um, dude, those guys just, they, we have so much fun as a group every day. I think that's the thing, Dave, that, in radio, we had a handful of guys, you, me, Mike, right, Rosie, yeah. Sherrod. At 1090, I feel like we had a handful of guys that were there. Even. We were all miserable, though, together. Yeah. None yeah. of us were having a good time. No, but I, I hope the guys at Upper Deck know that they're appreciated every yeah. day. And we, yeah, we genuinely laugh every day, which is cool, and look out for each other. So, I, I, yeah, I would say enjoy the ride more. The Amazon's much better idea. Oh my gosh. I got to tell you something funny as I break away from this question. So a couple of days ago, I sent Josh a picture of one of his former teammates at Alabama who was at Petco Park for a Padre game. He was oh. in San Diego and he posted a picture of him and his girl. 
Okay. So Josh writes back. He thinks he's writing to me, but he sends it to the guy. Oh, shit. Man, his girl is smoking hot. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> but it's now his wife. It's not his girlfriend. All right. He married this girl. And the guy's like, I think so too. And Josh's like, holy shit. I sent it to him instead of it back to me. Oh, shit. And so the, so Josh writes back, I'm sorry. I was sending that to my dad. <laughs> and so the guy just wrote right back as we're doing the show. Yeah. Man, Josh is smoking hot. And and he, he sent a picture of Josh in Nashville. Yeah. And then he writes back five minutes later, sorry, I meant to send that to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's good living. Yeah, the guy's pissed. He's like, dude, I told him, like, man, when it comes to wives, dude, you can't talk like that. It's different when you're dating yeah. a girl. You can't talk about somebody's wife. Oh, my God. At least he didn't rip her, right? No. All right. What's the biggest risk you've ever taken? Oh. Oh, I like that, too. Biggest risk I've ever... Probably moving to London. You know, just yeah. leaving everything and just moving. I mean, At the time, did you feel like it was a risk, or do you feel like, I just got to try something new? Yeah, I didn't even care. Yeah. I mean, I, I never really had lived with my dad. Yeah. And to go, I didn't know anybody. Yeah. Um, and it was great. I was talking to my, I was talking to Jack about it yesterday, talking about looking ahead to college and saying, obviously, in a selfish way, I hope you're close by. But for me, and, and I was laughing with them. I tell the story all the time. My mom was driving me to the airport crying because I'm leaving, and I'm yelling at my mom, this is awful. Stop it. This is awful. And they're like, God, what's the matter with you? I go, I was so mad at her. Like, just stop. And I got on, I took a uh, British, I think it was British Continental Airlines. Goddamn, Dave, just the strongest Cockney accent. So you couldn't understand anything. The food sucked on the flight. It's like a 14-hour flight. And I, I, I couldn't have cared less. I was so stoked. It's like that whole thing. Um so yeah, that that's probably yeah. it. I mean, you take them right, you take them every day. But um, no, that was that's probably it. I took a huge pay cut to start at Upper Deck, but believed in myself, believed in the company. They've treated me great. It's Good. been a blast. So um, I don't know for you, what's that? It's radio. It's uh, without a doubt. It's jumping into radio. I remember um, when I jumped into radio. I literally had been married um, about a year and a half. And what Josh was about to be born. Yeah. And I remember just, and I didn't finish school. I didn't finish San Diego State yet. And I remember just going, I'm going to try and live the rest of my life from this moment on with the least amount of regrets as possible. Yeah. And took a gamble jumping into radio. I don't, uh, I don't regret, I don't really regret anything. It was funny being at the Big A and thinking about, Dave and I had a chance to do a handful of shows, unfortunately, when Nick Aidenhart passed away. And we got a chance to go up there and, and be part of the AM830 family. They treat us really, really well. And and that was, but then we came back and, and went back to 1360 um, because 830 wasn't ready to figure out what they wanted to do. My kids were really young at that time. So the idea of taking the train back and forth would have been crazy. And, uh, but, but yeah, that was really good. I mean, all of it. We, we're talking, how about Pat Gaffey? Pat Gaffey, who was another of the brilliant voices at KFMB, you and I get the sweetest message from Marilyn Hyder the other day. Yeah. And when she told me that Pat passed it along to her, dude, that's another guy, Dave. When when I went in there, 
to get into that building, I mean, I was so lucky to go to KSDO where I knew absolutely nothing. Still do. And and George Riley and Ken Yearwood and Ernie Stocks, <clears throat> Bill Holland, Bink, Ronnie Rena, Ken Kramer's my man, Hedgecock, and then all the guys we've talked about on the FM, John Leslie, Rumble and Thrower, John Dion, Co, Sudalani, yeah. um, Charlie Weaver, uh, treated me so great. And then from there, Nicole Piner, single-handedly, Nicole Pearson, you guys remember, single-handedly called Dave Sniff at KFMB and said, you're hiring this guy now because they're wasting him at, at KSDO. Nobody does that in this business. Nobody. She did it for me. And then you go to KFMB, and it's Mac and Joe and Ted and Stacy, and Pat, Marilyn, Gail Stewart, Chuck Fritch, and Cliff, and, and Ian, right? All the guys that we worked with there. Yeah. And, and then on the FM, right, everybody from Greg Sims, Dave Smiley, a new guy, and then Jagger and Christy meant so much to me. Jeff and Jer, uh, we didn't really know Jer, but Jeff and Tommy and Laura, always yeah. just fucking great. And Dave, we were kids, man. So to go into that and know it, and it, it's just, we had a buddy post a video that the, that the KFMB building on Engineer Road, 7677 Engineer Road, right? I, I can remember winning things on Padre Talk and driving to that building and thinking, oh, man. Oh, wow. wow this is where it all goes idea. on. Yeah, this is where it all goes on. And then 10, 12 years later, working there in that building for seven years, and every day in that place was a blast. Well, the radio studios have been completely gutted. The 760 signal was sold to iHeart. So Mark and, and who's ever left on that lineup, they broadcast out of the iHeart building. Mark Larson, who was another guy listened to every day. Fucking Mark Larson's as nice as it gets in this town. And, uh, and then the FM, man. The old, you know, KFM, BFM, San Diego's FM star you know, Gary Kelly and, and Greener and all those dudes. That hallway, Dave, where you and I spent every day is empty. It's gone. And you just go, shit, man. Like that, that, I don't know what you felt when you watched that video, but that bothered me a lot to see that because that felt like your high school being torn down. I didn't go to San Diego State other than uh, picking up a two-year degree there. But that to me felt like your high school being torn down. When they tore those studios out, that sucks. So, no, regret-wise from radio, I don't have any. We, You know what it is when you sign up, if you're smart, right? Yeah, no. Not, like not, coaching, you're hired to be fired. Yeah, no, not, not at all. No, I'm glad show, I pursued the run. But the, the the cool thing is, and I don't think we're out of line in saying this. I don't, I don't think it. PDs didn't understand this show. The audience always got it. We were incredibly lucky. Yeah. Um, Dan Williams sent me a message today and said, you guys might have the most diversified audience of any show. We're proud of that insanely proud of it the women who listen to this show i cringe every time um my buddy mike at work was telling me oh my wife and i were listening to you. Oh, like, oh my god what? yeah it's always embarrassing uh and then today you see requested see Kenyatta's yeah, picture today yeah. i said i texted jack's mom i go you know what i'll tell you what <laughs> i said uh it's my my pal Kenyatta is in my fantasy football league has the most street cred I've ever seen. I said, you know what? I think I'm going to get that hat and those shades, and Kenyatta and I are going to run downtown. She goes, <laughs> she goes, you're not doing any such thing. Then I sent it to my friend in Toronto. I go, look, this is my friend Kenyatta. We run together. 
And I think I'm getting this look. She goes, no, no, you're not. Leave, <laughs> just be happy that he enjoys the show and leave him alone. That kid doesn't need you wrecking his game. But, uh, yeah, man, it's great. That, that made my day. How about Angel showing up? Uh, yeah, that was cool. At the Weezer concert yeah. with the David Jeff show. Yeah. Like, all that shit's the best. Love that it. is. No, our audience has been fantastic. All right, here we go. This is a okay. question on here, though. It's my favorite one. And kind of right. curious to know what you're going to say. This is one if we ever happen to go back on the radio, which I don't see that happening, <laughs> is one I would ask. If you could change the outcome of one sporting event in history, what yes. would it be? Uh, I, you know what's funny? I, I could live with whatever happened if the Padres were justified in one game one of 98. They deserve game one of 98. They absolutely deserved game one of the 98. Okay, so I mean the outcome. Like you have them win the 98 World Series. Uh, no. Just one game? Why wouldn't you take the whole fucking World Series? Of course you would want all of that. But game one of the 98 World Series bugs me. If they win that and then they lose in six, you go, fuck, whatever. But at least... At least game one. Yes, that would be great. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. You know, that Tiger team in 84 was so goddamn good, yeah, right? they were. Didn't you think there was magic, though, at the time with this Padre team? 84? Yeah. Felt much more about the 98 team. Because you were involved in the broadcasting part? Yeah, but I think when you looked at Kevin Brown, Ashby. I mean, it, after you come back from two games to none to win the next three and Garvey against the, homer, the Cubs, aren't you thinking this something special about this team? No. <laughs> and Mark Thurmond, Eddie Whitson. I liked Andy Hawkins. Tim Lawler. Wasn't he on that team? Yeah. Eric Shaw. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no. I didn't necessarily feel the confidence. But when you looked at the 98 team with Gwyn and Cammy and Finley, Greg Vaughn, right? And and Kevin Brown, Trevor, um, Ashby, like Hitchcock, like I yeah. said, had pitched really, really well in those playoffs. That was really good. I, I honestly, Dave, yeah, I'd want them, I'd want them uh to win it all, but at least game one. Langston Right, I mean that—that's it. Um, one more question for you. Well, hang on. Go ahead. But I may—I may. The um, none of the Viking Super Bowls. Yeah, but this is going to be weird for you. This is going to be weird, and you're not going to believe it. But the—I'll I'll tell you the one that probably even eclipsed '98. Okay, you kind of caught me flat-footed on that one. I think, um, I honestly think the Chargers AFC championship game where LT was hurt. Yeah, against the Patriots. Against the Patriots. Is that when Rivers had the ACL? Yeah, exactly. I think I changed that one. Of all of them. Wow. Over the Vikes, over 98, I think I changed that. Because I think if that game goes different... And the Chargers get back to the Super Bowl with that team. I think there's a chance they're still here. Oh, you're right. I I don't disagree with that. I think there's a chance they're still here. Yeah. And even though I'm not a Charger fan, the idea that we live in a non-NFL city after being in NFL city sucks much worse than anything. um, You know, Richie Garcia blowing the blown strike three. Yeah, I would say that if I could change one. 
I would change that AFC. Cha- I, I'd put a healthy Rivers. I'd put a healthy LT in there. Wasn't that the team that had like 14 Pro Bowlers? No, that was the one. I thought that was the one with uh, the Marlon McCree game. Oh, shit. Well, I, oh, I shit. would. There's so much sadness. Dude, the Jets game, right, where, where Crow and, and Marty screw up. But, but I, would say that, I would say that AFC championship game. I think if they if that team gets to the Super Bowl, I'm trying yeah. to think of who New England played that year. I can't remember. Um, but you get to the Super Bowl. I I think that team's still here. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they're here. That'd be it. What would you change? Oh, for me, it's the last uh, college game that Josh was part of. Oh, the one against dude. Clemson with Clemson scored the game winning touchdown with one second remaining on that legal pick play. Hunter Renfro caught that pass from Deshaun Watson. That one, USC, Texas, I would, on a personal note, yeah, too. that one sucked. That one sucked, too. Yeah, no, for me, I just remember thinking, out of all the uniforms I've watched and all the uh-huh. practices this kid has gone to, and this is it. Yep. This is the last time he's ever going to wear a uniform to go, fuck, it's over on I'm, that on that play. I remember sitting at home on that and thinking the exact same yeah. thing. That, yeah, nope, that makes perfect sense. All right, here we go. Um Last question. This one's uh, interesting to me, too. So, whose advice do you value most? Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that a lot. Whose advice do I value the most? Hmm. Who do you say? I'd say Josh, believe it or not. Yeah. But more than my mother, more than my wife, I'd say Josh. I just, every time I talk to him, I'm like, this kid's much smarter than me. And one thing about, and you'll see when your kids get older too, is your kids keep you young. One, yeah. they, they keep you aware of everything that's happening, things that, that are relevant, that things, you know, I never want to have the attitude like my mother does or so many people we know where, oh, that's just, just a fad, those, those crazy kids. I don't want to yeah. be one of those guys. I want to know what's coming next and, try and learn and not ever feel like I'm out of the picture as far as understanding the way things are. So he, uh, when I talk to him, it's uh, easily whatever, when Josh tells me things that I didn't know, I probably learned more from him than anyone else. I, I like that a lot. And I, I would probably go with that because there was, I had a Facebook memory today. My phone's not with me, but it was from like two years ago and I was driving with Cade and, uh, the the Facebook memory said that things were going along fine and we're just driving. I thought everything's cool. And all of a sudden, it was just me and him. Jack wasn't with me. And he just said, hey, you good? I was like, and so he's like 11. I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right. It's a little quiet. Just checking on you. And you were like, that's pretty cool. Because, um, yeah, I mean, I always knew my mom loved me. I always knew yeah. my dad loved me. But they never really said it. Um, I say it to my kids every day. It's said back and forth. And now the great thing that we do, because it's so funny, and I brought Jack into it tonight, is I do it because it freezes their mom up. And I do it all the time just because I'm a smartass, so I don't care. I just say when we're hanging up the phone, all right, love you guys, because she doesn't know what to do. <laughs> so I look at Jack, I fire off a wink, right? I'm like, hey, love you guys. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's great. It's great. hundred percent. And it's so funny. I'm going to do it to her every day just because my sons are in on the joke. I don't care. Of course you love her. She's the mother of your kids. We get along great. Um, And so they have been sick. So I said to her, 
I said to Cade today, I said, hey, how's your mom feeling? She's doing better. And I hear in the background, I told you earlier, I'm feeling better. So I said, hey, you tell her that's the last time I ever asked because I don't care. <laughs> that's the last time I ever asked. And she just says, your dad's a liar. He'll ask about me tomorrow. I was like, well, oh, does that mean you're a bad guy? No, I started laughing. We all started laughing. My kids started laughing. But that's my new game. I do to her all the time. I'm like, <laughs> I, I did it the other day just for fun. I was like, I want to see her what she says. Completely panicked her. Had no idea what to say, so it was great. There you go. All right, so we're coming back on Wednesday, correct? Uh, Yeah, we'll be back on Wednesday. I thought I had something to throw. Oh, one quick thing. I promoted... I'm going to rip Mark Grant. Oh, good. This game used to be fun where you would go, hey, I, I read a new book, in the bo- or I saw a movie. Thanks, Roger Ebert. The, the, the skill in the game being fun was finding the unique person yeah. that would attach. I almost did one today, but I didn't do it because the guys that were supporting the Dave and Jeff show with the T-shirt, I almost wrote in there, and they said the concert's great. Yeah. Thanks, Steve Kameko, but I laid off it. No, see, that's the effort. When I post a book, Mark has said literally 10, if not 15 times, thanks, Oprah. He's horseshit at this game. <laughs> and the other problem is... It's shit of this game. What Mud doesn't understand, Cost and I invented the game. We started yeah. it going back and forth. Yeah. We 100% invented it. And Mike and I would do it all the time to each other because it would make us laugh. And Mike has the same twisted mind that I did. So we would find, you know, just the most random person like that. Yeah. Steve Combatco is a great call. We would like that. His would be like, uh, hey, thanks, Casey Kaysen. <laughs> thanks, Casey. Thanks, Ryan Secret. Same thing. No effort. And then somebody who will remain nameless jumped into the game, and the game completely jumped the oh, shark. Shit. You know who? Yes, I know. So you, me, Woods, Mike, got a screenshot. We're like, fuck, game over. <laughs> well, Mud keeps playing. So Mud's terrible. But I was all excited because Matt Sorum, the drummer, yeah. His book has been trying to come out for two months. So PR guy sends me a thing. He goes, hey, man, the book's coming out. Here you go. Advanced copy. I go, fuck, this is going to be great. Love this guy. I got to open the book. Won't open on Kindle. Won't open on my phone, the whole thing. I text the PR guy. I go, hey, man, I'm trying to promote this. What's going on? Uh, book got delayed again. I go, goddamn, Matt Sorum can't buy a break. So, uh, Yeah. Uh, at some point, but if anybody loves rock biographies, Dave, I'm trying to read two chapters a day. I've been trying to do it for yep. all of 21. We're going to, at the end of the year, not that anybody cares, but we'll put the best books of 2021 out. There'll be a variety. I don't know why I didn't read this 10 years ago, but if nobody has read Keith Richards' book, Life, it is fall over funny. Good. And he writes on the back cover, shockingly, I remember everything. And so usually we're hyping mysteries or doing different things. But with the passing of Charlie Watts, which sucked, I finally started reading Keith Richards' book, and it's goddamn great. So at some point, we hope Matt Sorum's book will come out. We'll let you know when that happens. But for right now, our book recommendation is uh, Keith Richards' Life. That's it. And then we'll see you here on uh, Wednesday night. See you Wednesday.